Hey there, this is Matt, and today I want to bring a mid-season bonus episode. We just wrapped up episode 5 of season 4, and we're going to pause from the how-to episodes of season 4, and I'm going to share with you a very interesting conversation that I had with an educational leader and thinker, Marcy Hausman, who also does amazing work at Lexia Learning. We spoke for about 40 minutes on the topic of personalization, and I want to share some of the highlights of that conversation with you. I hope you enjoy. It's a great thing. We've talked about so many, we've chatted online about so many uh, really cool and important topics, and I always love your insights. So I was curious uh, just to see where your thoughts are about, about the topic of personalization. Yeah, and I appreciate your insights as well. It's fun to to follow your line of thinking and hear you kind of push push sometimes because I think sometimes in those in, in Twitter chats, which I adore, but sometimes we stay in our safe place and we kind of talk about the same things over and over. And what I like about your pushes and your nudges is to kind of get us outside of what we perhaps are just safe saying and invite us to dig a little deeper. And so. Well, very much you. value your your contributions. Well, so you. yeah, personalization. Um, in thinking about that, I, and granted, I have a you know background with technology and blended mm-hmm. learning and all of that, and and leading that effort. I think so often the first go to is that personalized learning. People automatically assume that you're talking about technology and how technology is the only way to personalize learning. So I think the first thing. I would love to talk about with you is, is while that is absolutely true, um, I just, I, in fact, I just presented a session that you set here, the Utah Coalition for Education Technology Conference, and my session was called, It's the Wizard, Not the Wand, and I talked a lot about that with, with participants, and so I think when we say personalized learning, we start with the teacher as the wizard in the classroom with the students. That's where the personalization happens. And then that wizard very effectively wields the wand or the technology or the tools or whatever that might be in order to personalize the learning um, for the students. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too. Because yes, I, I love technology as a tool, but I think first we start about, the conversation starts about the, with the teacher and the instruction. I think it's a great metaphor, the, the wizard and the wand. Wizards, wands, and spell books. This is the first of several metaphors. But actually, aren't many of the pendulum swings in education much like wizardry of Harry Potter? And so I think with personalization, it's important that we avoid the wizardry and go straight to what works. Let's continue the conversation. First time I heard the word personalization, I was in an interview, a principal interview. And I was sitting with the superintendent. He says, so tell me your thoughts about personalization. And it was the first time I ever heard it. And my only concept was personal. So being you know, human and interactive in relationships and the concept of individualization. Mm-hmm. So that's the best I could put together. And so I think there's a lot of maybe different concepts of mm-hmm. what personalization is. And uh, you mentioned maybe a misconception that it's always tied to technology. Yeah. Um, I also wonder if, if sometimes there's a misconception or, or just a misconstruing where it's always tied to some type of blended format. 
And I think you probably could have it without technology, but I think the evolution of technology makes it just that much easier to ramp it up. Right. Yeah, I love the dialogue that's happening in so many different places about um, technology is not what transforms education, but technology in the hands of a master teacher is transformative for students. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really have heard that, you know, multiple places by Eric Scheninger and George Kuros and, you know, just mm -hmm. all kinds of names that I admire and follow. Um, in fact, I was at a school recently, this, I can't remember my, my days run together, but this week <laughs> mm -hmm. I was at a school um, talking with a teacher of a school that has just really effectively implemented blended learning. So that idea of the teacher yield wielding the technology wand, you know, really effectively. So it's not just about the technology, but that blended learning. And I was curious to learn from this school and what were they doing uh, to get such great results. So one of the teachers I had a chance to speak with talked about the use of a playlist, which is something Eric Scheninger talks about as well. And so she talked about, again, this is one way to think about personalization. She has a playlist for her students of their got to do's. You know, these are your got to do's by the end of this day or the end of this week, depends on what she's trying to do. And then, you know, path, place, choice, voice, all of that makes its appearance in this playlist because the students drive their, their learning. They decide what they're going to do first on the playlist, um, what they'll do next. And there's some accountability when they sit down and have a conference with the teacher at the end of the week on how'd you do with your playlist. So she doesn't like, um, I guess, monitor incredibly closely and, and redirect and all of that. It is truly student ownership mm. and the playlist. They know what's expected. They know that they need to complete their playlist in order to then have these additional can do options. And if they don't quite hit the mark, there's a reflective conversation at the end of the week with the teacher about how'd you do with your goals? How'd you do with your playlist? What would you do the same? What would you do different? So she's allowing them to kind of quote fall on their face a little bit mm -hmm. um, because that's the only way you truly learn how to own your own learning. And so I think that's an example, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. perhaps it can be a, a, an absence of technology. Mm -hmm. and so that's very personalized to the degree that the student has not, I mean, it's not a free for all, they can't just randomly <laughs> say, okay, today I'm learning this. It still falls within, you know, the journey that the teacher has designed, mm -hmm. but there's incredible ownership within the journey. And that feels pretty personal, I think, as a student, if, mm -hmm. if I have that kind of choice. So there's something I just experienced this week. Can we dig a little further into that example you were giving? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. So this is a second grade classroom. I should have mm -hmm. I should have started with that, That's which beautiful. was what was very exciting to me because I think sometimes when we think of personalization or student ownership, maybe we're thinking upper elementary for certain by middle or high. Mm -hmm. But to see this do, have done effectively in a second grade classroom, I even visited a first grade classroom she didn't exactly have playlists in the same way, but she had the same mental mindset of, I'm going to empower students, you know, they, they will know where they are on their learning journey. There was built in, you know, student conferencing, reflection, goal setting, and this was in a first grade classroom. 
And so that's something I know I've, I've talked a lot about in various chats is honestly, I think part of what we're missing is that personalization is not, doesn't have to be that hugely different from many of the things we're doing already. And so I try to help educators think in terms of um, narrowing our focus to, to what really helps us achieve our desired outcome. So let's say our desired outcome is personalized learning. Well, like you said, it's doesn't, we don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. We consider what are we doing currently that is working well. Let's continue with that. This, this is helping us achieve our desired outcome. If our desired outcome, you know, obviously is always to increase student learning mm -hmm. and we feel that personalized learning is going to help us do that. Well, let's not throw away the things that are working to still achieve, you know, our desired outcome. Yeah. Let's just figure out what we need to shape and mold. And so for this, in this teacher's classroom, for example, it, there's, there's still student conferencing. There's still, you know, goal setting, mm -hmm. but now there's a playlist. So instead of she shifted from station rotation, mm -hmm. which was her previous model where students know I'm going to go from point A to point B and at, at point B I do this. And then when I get to point C, I do this. She just thought playlist. Playlist personalizes things. Students are given more choice in in the progress, you know, what they're going to work on first and then what they're going to work on second and how they're going to monitor their progress towards these learning goals. And that was not a substantial shift. A lot of her routines and things that she'd already put in place worked, but it was a it was a shift that she could make that would further personalize. I just talked a lot, so it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because it's a, it's a beautiful picture, and to say it's a second-grade classroom repaints the whole canvas because, uh, yeah, I'm thinking middle school, sixth graders learning more independence, learning more control and agency. Um, but I can't imagine how awesome it is if we start in first and second. Kids know on Monday, all right, here are my goals. Here's what we're shooting towards. Here are some of the pathways I can choose. Here's some of the things I need to do and then some of the things I can do. <laughs> the whole thing is incredible. Yeah. And if that spirals and compounds by fifth and sixth grade, I, I just see, I see preteens and teenagers who are taking control of their, of their own destinies and, and learning who they are as learners. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. 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 It just seems to be a, a, a huge next step for where education needs to take, at least in 2020, 2030. Thanks for listening to part one of this interview on personalization. Next week, we'll pick up with part two as we talk some nitty gritty specifics on personalization. If you enjoyed this episode, I only ask one thing. Please pass it along. Now let's go out there and make an impact.